here we are returning once again to our Godzilla series, and once again we're doing another Millennium film. It seems that we've worked our way through almost all of them at this point, which is odd that this is the era that we've kind of zoomed through. But kind of reminds me of Shaken Not Stirred. He guys got through all the Connery stuff so quickly compared to everything else. Um, but coming back to this one, this is what one that really stood out for me with the Millennium stuff, so I'm excited to uh, jump into it. I'm assuming that you guys hadn't really seen this one before this conversation here. I will have more to say as this commentary unfolds about that. Sure, and Isaac, I'm assuming you're coming from the <laughs> the first time, or I guess I know. I'm a bit displeased with how I watched this, and I will say my piece on that, but uh, let's get to it. Well, no time to no time like the present. Everybody get there, you know. Legally or illegally purchased copies of this. I don't know if this is on Laserdisc, Betamax, or they <laughs> tell the, they, they, they somebody taped this on a VCR on the late afternoon whenever they showed these. What channels did they show these on, Caleb, for, for you back in the Sci-fi day? Sci-fi in the United States. I see. Oh, I never saw the Millennium Era um, on, on uh, TV. I only caught those on home video. I didn't even really realize that they came to TV. Oh. I didn't catch it on TV, but during my research, yes, it debuted on Sci-Fi Channel in the United States. Oh, cool. Mm. Oh, well, go ahead, Isaac. I guess you're uh, taking us to the, the movie itself. Oh, yeah. Okay, so um, please get your copies to Timestamp Zero and please press play right now. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not the most knowledgeable you know, Godzilla fan, as I'm still relatively new, all things considered. And so, like, the Millennium Era, like, seems like one of the more confusing to me of the era in general because yeah. because there's some sort of through line with the Showa and then the Heisei, I don't know, hence whatever. But the Millennium, mm-hmm. from what I gather, they're just kind of all over the place. They just happen to be coming out. Yep back to back to each other that's very confusing um and i only just realized that when doing some research for this particular movie today yeah i think we mentioned during our last millennium era talk i've never seen a franchise do this where i think it was four entries in a row and all of them are reboots back to the original film and nothing else counted including them the, the previous entry so strange yes that is so bizarre that is the weirdest thing ever and even more bizarre this even shin godzilla does it yeah and even more bizarre for this film they erase everything except for the original and the tristar 1998 godzilla yes i i mean how bizarre is that that they reference that (laughs) i discovered that that this this theoretically takes place in the same shared universe as the original godzilla and godzilla 98 so bizarre. <laughs> so I was right. Yeah, I don't know what was going on. They did reference that. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but Isaac, you were saying you had kind of a, a strange viewing at this one. Did you want to go into the details there? Or Yeah, it's pretty petty, and it really, uh, really doesn't matter there. But I had purchased this on the Microsoft Store. It's a Sony Pictures movie. How ironic there. And uh, it would uh, seem that there was no Japanese uh dub for this and i only had to watch it all in uh, english oh okay and, uh, oh. was not too happy about that it was uh well 
Yeah, no, I just if I felt impure watching it. You're, you'll survive. Well, I'll get used to it because most of the uh, most of the Heisei films don't have any sort of Japanese release here. It's all just the dubs, as far as I remember. You know, that's one thing that really so I have to watch a lot of that. Pees me off with like the the digital purchase era that we're in is how a lot of times you don't get dual languages on things. Cause I've screwed myself yeah. over buying multiple copies of uh final final fantasy seven advent children. And I've like, Oh my God. I'm like, I buy the regular version English. Oh crap. I want the extended version. Oh, I bought in Japanese. Oh crap. And then there's like four different versions and yet the, it's like four separate purchases that you would normally get like on one disc. So yeah. Yeah, that, that kind of stuff is super annoying. <laughs> oh, but I really like these effects here, the ship under the water. I think that looks really good. I think this movie was in an interesting era for the effects, for the Godzilla stuff. And they're really trying some more more kind of out there ideas for how to get their visuals across. And some of it works, some of it doesn't, but... Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's one of the better looking, for sure. Uh, of the pre-Shin Godzilla Godzilla movies, as far as like effects, as you say. That being said, they're still always like what 10, 15 years behind what Western eyes are used to, yeah. or or North American eyes are used to. As far, even though it is one of the well, to be fair, uh, to be fair, I mean, think about how bad Godzilla '98 looked compared to this. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I think this looks substantially better. It's substantially better and still lacking at the same time. This is unfortunate on the American release that they have this cool CG uh, title card, but it's just covered up by the English translation. That's like as if it's trying to censor it completely. Yeah, and there's that like weird semi-transparent box around it. Like, why is that there? Yes. Yes, exactly. Like I said, is it they're trying to censor it? <laughs> I do love all these images of the little like pieces of the kaiju bodies. I think that's cool. Yeah, I haven't actually looked at this. I haven't really paid attention. The score for this one's kind of unusual, though. It is, actually. Do you know what a significant work that was done by this unique composer for this particular Godzilla movie? No, no, I... I didn't look into him at all. Um, he actually composed the score for uh, the the game uh, Shadow of the Colossus. Oh, wow. That's cool. Mm. Yep. That one had a great score, that game. Yep. By the way, she's super duper pretty. So I need to go back and listen to this because I hear it is a unique and and one of the, the better like quality scores for for classic Godzilla movies. Oh yeah, Yuri's great. Wow, this guy's wearing the, the salmon-colored suit. Hey, that's the look over there. <laughs> it takes takes something to be able to pull that off. Like, oh, but I quite like that opening. So, uh, oh, go ahead, Isaac. Uh, thanks. Uh, Yuri's a familiar face. There is she uh, from any other works that we've seen her in? Probably not Godzilla stuff, but have you seen her in other stuff, Caleb, or just in this film? Um, I, I don't believe I've seen her anything else, no. I know what she was known for prior to this movie. Oh, sure. So, 
So prior to this movie, the actress, she was known mainly for daytime dramas in Japan. But she did star in a television production uh, based off The Ring. So that's the thing she did. Oh, oh, interesting. I wonder which one. Because I think I've seen the first five of those. Oh, my God. I didn't know there were so many. <laughs> oh, there's like 13. <laughs> Quite a lot, actually. I had no idea. It's like the Friday the 13th of uh, Japan. I had no idea. Juwan 2. I think I have seen Juwan 2. Hmm. Sorry, Caleb. You were going to say uh, something about the beginning of this film. Oh, yeah. I liked... Um... I really like that shot of the underwater when we see Godzilla. We just see like the destroyed submarine and then suddenly they just see his like inflamed. Uh, uh, what would you call those? The ridges on his back, the spines. Is that it? Oh, yeah. yeah, the big spines. Yeah, I thought that looked super cool. Oh, looks like she started. I like how this one really takes its time. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it looks like she also started in like the in the 2019 Ultraman series as well. Uh, maybe that's where I saw her from. I thought that was a sweet little scene with that weird, uh, weird guy there, and and here comes all these weird bikers. Like I wasn't sure what this was about. Is this just uh, do they have a problem with biker hooligans in Japan? Uh, in the eighties, you know, with a certain film about psychic uh, biker. Uh, but if you notice, like how the the three guardians are are awakened, maybe not all three of them, but. At least oh. two of them I noticed. There was something about like how teenagers were being rebellious and reckless and what they did to uh, certain statues. Uh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I must have missed that. I must have missed this shot of them destroying that. I missed this too. Well, look at these punks. Oh, yeah. So, Caleb. So, yeah, it turns yep. out like I had said that I thought I had this was the last one I watched uh, during my personal watch, but. I was mistaken. Um, actually, I've never seen this, uh, and, except for a little prep today. And this would have been the next one, I believe, in my viewing. Oh, okay. So, so yeah. So this is this is all pretty fresh to me today. Oh, by the way, I love this shot. We see Baragon in here. I think that just looks fantastic. They really got the like the perspective of the miniatures blended so well with the, uh, I guess the live action shots. I don't want to say that. But look at that. That looks great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if it was a puppet. Maybe. Oh, uh, that's a big puppet. Oh yeah. Hmm. Because they did get that perspective a little bit too well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the the director from this. Uh, Oh, what's his name? Shusuke Kanako. Uh, he directed the uh, the three '90s Gamera films, and they also had that perspective stuff really well done. Yeah, I think he's just got a really good grasp of how to capture that stuff. I think this guy was a fantastic pick for director. I think he brought a lot of that to this, like his prior work, and I think it's unfortunate because I think this is his one and done as well and even though this yeah. movie was a relative box office success they did not follow up with a like an actual sequel yeah as far as i could tell he didn't get along with the producers he wanted to yeah i think that yeah yeah i think a lot of the insertion of humor 
put them off a bit and yeah, just some of his ideas with getting into, I guess we can save what their, their uh, take on Godzilla is, but I think that kind of I maybe worried them a little bit too. <laughs> I haven't seen it all, but I have to say from what I've seen in this movie, this seems one of the most fully fleshed out, well-balanced Godzilla movies like I've ever seen. <laughs> Especially of the oh, interesting. pre-Shin Godzilla era. Um, I I just think it, it seems to have like a much better balance of humans and interesting storylines, interesting locations, interesting effects. Like it's got a lot going on compared to your quote unquote typical mm-hmm. run of the mill Godzilla movie. Yeah. That's why so that's why I really want Isaac to pre-watch this one. So I can really get his thoughts. Cause I mean, I don't think Isaac sat through, or I actually know Isaac hasn't sat through a lot of the, the Heisei and kind of stuff where they are really just by the numbers, just kind of pumping them out. Yeah, they're like mailing it in. Yeah, absolutely. This one really. This one you can kind of sink your teeth into. Like, there's a lot of different stuff going on here. Mm-hmm. I like this guy here. Something about his performance just amuses me. <laughs> Got the little shake. That guy there looks really familiar. I didn't notice him before either. Mm. The officer. He kind of look just has a look that looks like other um, nondescript Asian young men actors. The officer. Oh, that looks good, by the way. I guess I could do that. I could eat that right now. So following what Eric was saying in some of the previous ones, we now have a... I don't know, late night, but maybe early like internet um, documentary series where they like fake myths, legends, ghost stories, all that kind of stuff. Ghost hunters <laughs> and fake it all in place of like a toy maker yeah. and a manga artist. You know, have a BS digital. I don't know if they knew the whole like if they. <laughs> I, I'm wondering if that's just a coincidence and they didn't realize it was called BS. I feel, but... like, I feel like that's intentional, but but it, like only yeah. Westerners would get it. Unless... Because we see it in English all over the place. Unless Japanese are... like, Unless maybe that's a known thing in Japan, just like, like OK is kind of like, you know, universal. Maybe mm. BS is a little bit international. Yeah and, yeah, and I didn't look into this. I'm not sure if this was intentional, but... They are called BS Digital Q, and um, the first Ultraman series is called Ultra Q, and it was also about these kind of reporters chasing around monsters. Um, they weren't like kind of faking stuff; they were looking for real monsters. But I kind of wondered if that was a connection because the logo makes me think of that that series a little bit. Ultra Q. Oh man, this this all this stuff reminds me of Princess Mononoke. Now look at these guys here. So again. Notice what they, you know, these are, these are teenagers and notice what they're like doing. They're kind of delinquents, rough outer, rough housers and, you know, don't really care much about tradition or yeah. um, only care about like, you know, living in the moment and whatnot. They really do feel like 2000s people, honestly. Yes. They look so, so dated. It's kind of, uh, as you mentioned, the grudge, I was kind of thinking of that as well and the whole like series in japan or what like japan was dealing with with their teenagers um, yeah i think around that time 
maybe I'm I'm probably wrong on this. I thought I heard a report somewhere saying there's a lot of like teenage suicide in like the early aughts for for teenagers. I just said that, um, and that's yep. why like the Ring movies were made. Um, I might be wrong on yeah, that. So Suicide Club. There you go. So like, could be wrong on that, but I feel like they're depicting that somehow in there. But again, these <laughs> teenagers are just completely, you know, like disrespectful to their 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 environment and whatnot. And then you know, guess what shows up? <laughs> yeah, and this is one of the weaker effects, I think. Jason Voorhees. Oh it's yeah, a really big version of him. Yeah, and I guess uh, Battle Royale was also kind of commenting on teen delinquency and stuff like that. Oh, there you go. So. But but some of these themes that you know they're getting into in this movie about like defiling like the elders or traditions or whatever, um, reminds me a lot of that other kaiju series. What's it called? The one that I was getting into a few months back. Oh, Daimajin. Yeah, Daimajin. Uh, I, I've still only watched the first movie of the trilogy, but that was like the same theme that was going. Well, kinda in that movie yeah Yeah, similar was the contemporaries like not believing that the old god was actually real that it was just like like stories like made up stories from the past Mm -hmm. and of course they were defiling like the the stone effigy or whatever yeah and people's greed or they're just not caring about each other anymore yeah until eventually the daimogen yeah has to come back and set things right your brutality <laughs> yeah 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 so i felt like this movie was like directly channeling that diamogen origin story yeah i didn't think about that connection but i could see that yeah i really like this scene between the two of these two i wish that maybe we got another one later in the movie because their yeah. kind of uh dynamic becomes important but i i feel like it could have been, been a little bit more developed but and I wonder about this movie too, how it was perceived by fans at the time, because because this movie in particular retcons like a lot of Godzilla mythology. Oh yeah, like tremendously. And if something like this happened, like in Star Wars or Star Trek, people would just completely write this off, at least nowadays, and just be like, like <laughs> they would treat this the way they treated like ninety eight. Like, screw this. Like, this is like The Last Jedi. Oh, no, this is worse than The Last Jedi, like, for, for Godzilla. That's nice. It's like, it's like Godzilla into darkness. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess that is something to be said about this whole constantly rebooting, is they were kind of doing, like, a, each director that comes on gets their take sort of thing. So, so yeah, you get something like this, which is super creative and very, very different from anything that we've seen before. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll save some of that talk maybe from we actually see Godzilla, which takes a long time in this. They really do do that slow build <laughs> kind of thing, focused on kind of making us like the characters. And a lot of, I'm just going to say, a lot of the male actors come across as not photogenic in this movie. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the dad looks good, and then there's this one. I'll point out when we see him, there's this one lieutenant that when he stood up, I was like, oh my God, like, who is this beautiful man that I did not notice before? But I'll, I'll point him out later. <laughs> but yeah, there are some pretty unattractive dudes, definitely. Especially your boss with the long hair. They just like, they're just pulled off the street. Oh, here's the... God, I love... Here's the lieutenant. 
these impressive uh, conference tables. Right there, I was like, who is that man? Like, oh boy. Is that the Iron <laughs> Chef? Oh, I can kind of see some connection there, yeah. Wait, is this the one? Or, or... So, before we keep going with this. Oh, yeah, it's one who stood up. Okay. But, but sorry, go ahead, Isaac. <laughs> uh, I just want to mention that we asked uh, one of those cliches of like, we saw the mom in the picture, and uh, once again, it indicates that the mom died. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I guess they do that quite a bit in this kind of thing. Yeah. There's usually a single parent. Proceed with what you're going to say. Oh, uh, was it you, Eric? I, I feel like you were jumping in to say something. Oh, no, no. I, I, no, no, no. I, I just wanted to clarify which which guy we were talking you were talking about oh wow oh but i like that they uh split the plot oh go ahead oh i wonder because this was like bottled water in the united states was just starting to get adopted and being a regular thing around this time i wonder if the japanese got onto that sooner than us or if maybe they were just doing it about the same time as us yeah, they usually seem pretty ahead of the curve these days. But um, oh, these days definitely. I was gonna say. Yeah, I was gonna say I like how they split up the plot with having her dad be um, part of the military and then her being kind of leading this more like ground level investigation. I thought yeah. that was a clever way to kind of combine the two and make us invested in both. Because usually I'm like, oh, here comes the silly military types that I don't care about. Yeah, to waste their military budget. They weren't related, but it's weren't they doing something kind of like that in the first Transformers movie, live action, where obviously you had the military types, but then you had like those guys who were like little reporters or something. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, the, the Australian girl. Yeah, that was... the Australian girl and the black guy who I always. Yeah, wondered... she was an she was a CIA analyst or not CIA, but she was a government analyst who went above the law. Because she knew something that the others weren't looking at, so like, and then she gets roped into the military, and then she never comes back after that first <laughs> yeah. film. That's the one thing I hate that Michael Bay does, like, like never brings back like all these side characters. Well, except the ones you don't want brought back. <laughs> yeah, then he brings them back to do nothing. They're just like, <laughs> there's an actor that I recognize saying dialogue. <laughs> it kind of annoyed me uh, in the modern, uh, the new Jurassic Park trilogy. How there was characters I liked in the first one or the second one, and then they don't really come back either. Jurassic World. Yeah, Jurassic World. Yeah, that's. Yeah, they tried to bring them back for Dominion a little bit, but I guess we'll. I was going to say, I guess we'll talk about that later, but I don't know. <laughs> but I have been saying how. Um, uh, I kind I do consider the live action Transformer movies as like American Kaiju. And the Jurassic Park slash Jurassic World franchise is also being like American Kaiju as well. Yeah, that's that's fair. I can see that. You're convincing me more every day. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot across, like, you know, just our interpretation of it. So it looks like uh, change number one that we have here is that we have three, three guardians, three ancient guardians from... Uh, the time of legends in Japan, some yes. region, I believe. Mm. This, Major this particular change. region, I don't know if it's all there. Uh, and that we have uh, Ghidorah, Mothra, and uh, Baragon uh, as three guardians. Now, was Baragon a previous uh, kaiju introduced? Yes, but he'd only, funnily enough, and uh, this will explain some entries on our 
randomizer. He first appeared in Frankenstein Conquers the World. Uh, he was the villain in that. And then he later showed up in Destroy All Monsters just as part of the uh, kind of chaos of monster fighting. Yeah. This is the first one that had more of a focus on him. And I didn't, I haven't seen Frankenstein versus whatever, but Bagagon or Baragon seems quite different yes. uh, in that movie. Yes. I, I don't know about this design. <laughs> it's the same basic creature, but the, the powers are different, and it, and the, the creatures seem scaled down in its original appearance. This part here, I mean, again, we have teenagers. I guess they, they're they a little different than the delinquents beforehand. Mm-hmm. I guess they're just ignorant or arrogant of, like, I, I couldn't even tell. Like, they're they're maybe in like a sacred place and they're playing ping pong. I don't know. I couldn't even tell you like what's going on, but obviously again, like you see when each, each time we see like a monster come in and appear, uh, we always, you know, it's, it's, it has to do with like teenagers, like summoning it. There's a, a there's a theme here. It's yeah. Like, I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. For Can these guys, ones, uh, for these ones, I wondered if it was just, yeah, we kind of saw the bad ones who are kind of creating a problem. And now we see the victims, these kind of innocent kids. Oh, my God. Because especially when we cut back to... I know, I couldn't believe that shot. I was like, oh, wow. They definitely play up some uh, more questionable humor in this one. Because, yeah, there didn't seem like those teenagers. I wonder if this is a reference to Jurassic Park. Oh, oh, yeah. That's interesting, yeah. Look what our uh, monster can do. (laughs) The other guy just tore apart the little head bathroom. This one just... I mean, it's already 2001. Jurassic Park came out in 1991. So your guys like are 10 years late on that one. No, I think it was 94, 93. 93. Sorry, you're right there. I got it wrong. Thanks. So you're eight years a little uh, a little late there, bud. <laughs> but that scene when I was watching it earlier today or yesterday, that, that really took me by surprise. Also because the foot looked damn enormous. Um, yeah. The zoom out and then the... But you saw, I don't know what those kids, like, if they sinned or not, the ones we just saw. But you did see, like, they showed some of the mm-hmm. images from World War II um, on the walls. And that that's significant mm-hmm. to the movie. This guy with the hair, I don't care what the running joke is with him, but... Oh, he's trying to quit smoking. That's what it is. Okay, so he's eating, like, ginger root or something. That makes sense. And, but he's always playing with his hair. Like he's always worried that it's like out of place. They always just insert a little bit of humor where they can. And I think a lot of it works. I think they're like live action caricatures of like odd anime characters. That's, that's the way I see these kind of yes. funky characters. I can absolutely see that. <laughs> I like how she's always got her little camera. This guy, the old man, he reminds me of the guy from um, uh, oh, Big Trouble Little China. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah, the old guy. Yeah, from uh, Tremors. But this actor, the one playing the old man in this movie, apparently he, he starred in a lot of classic kaiju movies in various roles. Um, but oh. do you know who he played in 1967? Oh, no, you got spoiled. Doctor Who? Yes, he played Doctor Who in King Kong Escapes. Yes. <laughs> oh, I was hoping you wouldn't notice that until you went to watch that movie, but yes. 
Oof. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Doctor Who? <laughs> I'm sorry, I did a little research. Yeah, he plays a villain called Doctor Who. Yeah, but we'll get to that. Wait, what's this? Comical character. I'm assuming that's a coincidence, right? Coincidence, yeah. Okay, got it. They're talking about fossils as if they, they have never heard of what a fossil was. And they just learned from Yeah, this, this is book. one of those really expository scenes. <laughs> so prehistoric things can get preserved in stone. What? It really is like Jurassic Park now, eh? Yeah, and a little bit talking down to the kids to kind of explain this stuff. But this whole artifact plot, this feels straight out of those Gamera films filled with little important artifacts that kind of define the characters' journeys. So he definitely just ported that over from his previous work. He even kind of looks like the, some of the props in that one. <laughs> it is crazy, though, how they are like, like the Goonies or something. And somehow they have discerned that souls can be trapped into things like mm-hmm. that, that's like some kind of crazy research. So this is quite an off color joke here. Again, like the urination, I was like, wow, the joke is that this businessman was going to hang himself. But this actor here plays a, a recurring role in those three gamma films as well. He plays kind of a comical like police inspector. So I was, I was excited to see him here because I would just recently seen those movies and i hadn't seen this in a few years so i was like oh hey what a fun little easter egg brought him over again oh and on the one hand i was about to say how ridiculous is this that he happens to fall into this like frozen cavern but i had just seen a tiktok Mm -hmm. yesterday about some famous ice caves in japan that you can go visit as a tourist and uh and and you can literally walk down into the ground and because of certain geological things going on there. It's like a permanently frozen underground cave. And so, ah, huh, it's a real That's thing. Cool. <laughs> yeah. And of course he would, he was disrupting the little idol as well. So some sort of punishment pulling him down here. Yeah. He descends into hell. But how crazy is this though? Like if you're a Godzilla fan, you just go, yeah, alternate universe, which is a very common thing. In Japanese franchises, like all, mm-hmm. all like the equivalent of like multiverse or all universe or Earth two or whatever type stuff, like this whole thing with Ghidorah, like being like a um, a mythical creature from oh, Earth, yeah. that is like complete rewrite. And it's the only time that he's ever been portrayed as not a villain. I mean, he's you know, one of the heroes. That's that's crazy for for him. Yeah, that's bizarre. But this is. But here they actually relate Ghidorah to an actual Japanese mythical beast. Yeah, which I thought was cool. So the uh, the the guy at that news conference there, Caleb, was he? Uh, I th- I feel like I recognize him. I think he's in something else, eh? Oh, uh, maybe I missed him. Okay, well, he'll see him again. Sure. We'll come back. Oh, I think this is actually one of the effects that, like, it almost works. Like, they didn't want to go with their big pools anymore. They wanted to try something different. And it almost looks like it's there. Yeah, but... almost did. At first, I thought it was just a model that was, like, on some loose site. But then, no, it's it's not. It's like, I guess that was a CGI show. But, I, but again, I appreciate the experimentation. 
I think it was a model. It was just uh, inserted over CGI water, which is weird. It looked <laughs> like a CGI model to me. Hmm. Now, why are they already expecting Godzilla? Is it because just because we're having these earthquakes, they assume it's Godzilla because they're aware of 1954 Godzilla? Yeah, they're not aware of any other monsters. Everyone thinks whenever Baragon shows up, they all think it's Godzilla because that's the only monster they've ever encountered. So, so they're all assuming that, yeah, Godzilla's already come back and he's just rampaging around, but they don't realize that. It's just silly old Baragon with his weird flappy ears. <laughs> and how difficult would this be to accept coming from these people who go around making fake document, document like of yes, like whatever that series on sci-fi or whatever discovery, like ghost hunters, like if they actually went to the yeah. Pentagon and like, hey, we believe this is an actual thing. Like, okay, guys, whatever Mythbusters, um, whatever you say. Yeah, and I guess they just dropped it right there. That not only is it all the Japanese soldiers who are kind of in Godzilla looking for revenge, but it's all the victims of the atom bomb and even the American soldiers too. All these people coming back. And I'm, now I'm curious exactly what the revenge is. Is it... What do you mean? Did you guys have... Wait, what do you mean? Because I mean, or maybe it's not even revenge. Maybe it's just, Maybe it's just their kind of rage of being destroyed in the way that they were that are coming through Godzilla. Yeah, well... I wasn't exactly sure that all comes together. Supposedly, Godzilla, this Godzilla, is born from those lost souls somehow. Because, mm-hmm. from according to my research, this is like the perhaps the only instance of Godzilla ever where they never say that he was created from like an atomic bomb or atomic experiments. Yeah. And that he was in this particular iteration, he was created like of supernatural causes, not because of science or whatever. Yeah. He's like a, like an embodiment of like rage at this, uh, this hideous conflict and all the, the victims of it. Yes. Which is definitely a darker turn. I could see why the company that, again, paired this up with a Hamtaro movie. I could see them being like, we don't want the kids to have to think about this kind of stuff. Oh, that is insane. <laughs> yes. I didn't. I forgot I saw that in the research. This movie, um, Isaac, <laughs> when it was theat- theatrically released in Japan, was released as a double feature with like a, ki- a, ch- a, a children's cartoon animated movie. And that's an insane pairing. <laughs> it is really insane. Kind of bothers me that they didn't bring that movie over because I'm a fan of Hamtaro. <laughs> but again, this hacky... Uh, I don't think I've ever watched anything like that before. He was, he was on at like 7 a.m. on like on Saturday morning. Sorry, on weekday morning. So that's why I always watched him. Yeah, and it's, again, this hacky... This, the producer at this era reminds me of JNT a little bit. Where he seems like he wasn't really an artist working in this kind of this kind of place. It was just he was kind of a studio guy looking to maximize money making. And so yeah, you you look at this and you go, maybe we maybe we do delay our Hamtaro deal. Maybe we don't attach it to this movie. This is too serious. Yeah. But no, just slap them together. It's not exactly the same. 
But it's like if they had released a double feature of like Minions and like Cabin in the Woods or something like that. <laughs> Shudder the thought. Because this kind of is a horror film to some degree. Yeah, but I was, I was trying to think of, I wasn't trying to think of something horror, but I was trying to think of something that was supernatural and kind of intense. Um, and that's the first thing that came to my mind. Well, this is the furthest thing from supernatural and intense. I think Ringu is more supernatural and intense. Well, I mean, this is supernatural. Oh, oh but for Godzilla, though, this is this is supernatural. Like, like kind of like how the sequels of Friday the 13th, Jason, are is supernatural. Mm-hmm. It's like that kind of thing. And that's not the way the other Godzilla movies are. I see your point there, bud. I think uh, you, you make sense there. Oh, that's fun seeing this guy. <laughs> I wish he was fighting Ghost Godzilla. Because if there's if there's Space Godzilla and Mecha Godzilla, why don't we get Ghost Godzilla? Oh my gosh! Oh, here kicks in that score. This is some cool music here. Now, what are these guys doing? Oh, <laughs> uh, they're just uh, lawbreakers. A lot of guys using the restroom. Oh, I thought those were lawbreakers. <laughs> yeah, this director. Look at that car. That was that was a great miniature car. Oh no, that is a that is a prison. Okay. That makes more sense. Whoa. They kinda look like Kong. Prison cell, excuse me. Oh my god. Oh, they're using the prison washrooms. Yeah, probably. Yeah, some funny choices of uh extras to see. Oh my gosh. This is crazy. Oh no, grandpa. There yeah, there's so much unique stuff going on in this oh my gosh. You know, I find it a little funny, ironic. Oh, his face. Oh, no. So in my research, you know, this director, like, he despised, like, Godzilla 98. And, yeah, we're going to see some some intentional nods to that movie later. But it's weird that it has, like, a little bit of that Emmerich humor. Like, it's weird that it has a lot of the Mm. Emmerich style in this movie even though this director was so against that particular movie. Yeah. I guess it definitely has more of a focus on, yeah, highlighting little bits of humor. I feel like it's less just outright jokey. It's more like visual gags. And I'm not sure what he hated about the original. I mean, not the original. About Godzilla 98. One would assume because it deviates. But he himself is subverting godzilla expectations so so he supposedly hated that movie but yeah he's weirdly doing like an homage to it well again i i i think the sensibilities are so different like there's a really loud obnoxious quality to that emmerich one especially with some of the humor it's just like really lame bits i feel like there's some there's some obvious bits here and like like the pee joke like it's a little bit uh be childish but i think this is funny well this fisherman here you're right it's not exactly the same but this is like i love this joke. this is like a um like a like a an eastern interpretation i love this picture right he's like oh godzilla's on the way get the lines ready <laughs> like what's he gonna catch him this arrogant old fisherman <laughs> you never know he might oh there's some funny gags like that all these guys might be able to catch him. You never know. Oh, my God. These guys are wow. Oh, my gosh. Somehow they all didn't notice. You have to say, look, they all didn't notice. <laughs> Here's one of the homages to 98 right here. Yeah, and they repeat this shot later, but I was like, this isn't. We've never seen anything like this in Godzilla. That kind of shot. 
Oh my god. The- yeah, this was easily <laughs> oh my god. That's what I'm saying. This is like I'm done my swim. This is time like, for my morning stroll. This is Godzilla 98 through an eastern <laughs> lens, like an eastern point of view. Oh, right here? Those three That's nondescript cool. people working in the office. Did you catch them? Mm-hmm. The female and the two guys? Yep. They are the monster actors out of their suits from this movie. Oh, that's cool. And they all we all get a shot of their faces linger on in yes. a second. That's cool. Showing some respect to them. So that was like Ghidorah and, and Baragon. And the female, she is the first female to ever suit up for a monster in a Godzilla movie. Oh, that's cool. This score, it really is interesting. It had been done in other kaiju movies, but not in not in a Godzilla movie. Oh my gosh! <laughs> um, oh, and there's some great stuff you can find somewhere on YouTube, like behind the scenes footage of this movie. So the female is in the suit of Baragon. Fuck that crane! And you can mm-hmm. find behind the scenes footage where, um, when she's acting as the creature, she's like screaming, like as if she's roaring. <laughs> You can hear her voice while she's acting, and it's pretty funny. Oh, that's funny. Because she's like, ah, but it's a female voice. It's, it's great. Oh, that's cool. She's really getting into it. It's like <laughs> David Prowse acting as Darth Vader by saying the lines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's good stuff. Now, I'm not 100% sure how I feel about this Godzilla design. I don't love the eyes. Oh, I love this joke. This is such a crazy joke. Like this poor innocent girl, we saw her laughing with her friends. Now Godzilla's back. She's all spooked. <laughs> I was really surprised they included this joke. This almost seemed a little cruel. I, I don't know where this joke is going. I, I gotta see this. Oh no, it's kind of like a dark humor joke, but I know what you mean. It is. Oh, that's what this... Like, she's kind of cute in some way. Like, it's like, oh no, this poor girl. Yeah, because she's helpless. That's why. Yeah, she's trying to get her leg out. But it's almost like a Sam Raimi joint. That moment of, uh, I guess, also a setup for something later. Well, yeah, with the Godzilla design, then she's just dead. There it is. There's no way she survived that. <laughs> no, there's no way. <laughs> oh, then we just immediately cut away. So yeah, it was the it was the tallest Godzilla ever. Um, they did try to harken back to the original design in some ways. They brought back the charcoal color skin. Um. But the director said he wanted the eyes to be all white because in his mind, that's how you knew it was evil Godzilla as opposed to good Godzilla. That was a good like dozen eggs wasted there, lady. How could you? <laughs> Godzilla? Mind the fact that Godzilla is destroying all the eggs in the city, so I'd be a hypocrite to not mention that. Oh, he's just destroying everything. Oh my God. He is so freaking huge in this movie. You don't like the fact that he doesn't have eyes, eh? Kind of like Godzilla 14. Uh, me? Yep. Yeah, I, I don't know about the eyes. Something about the eyes are just a little weird. He's supposed to be a demon, basically. Like, he's supposed to look... Like, as 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 Eric said, he's supposed to look supernatural, right? So, yeah. obviously, don't have pupils. That's pretty much why. They want to look as, like, demon-like. Especially, like, what he's about to do. Like, this is not the Godzilla of the 70s. Like, he would, like, probably not... Tr- oh, he'd probably destroy people, but, like, he's not gonna... 
He's not going to do oh. this. In this image here, again, I was really surprised that they put this. Did you see up to this point, Eric? Did I see what? Where we see that Godzilla is just seeing all these people running, and he's like, okay, screw all these people. I'm going to burn them up. And then we get that shot. Oh. Of all those people that died. Like, damn. <laughs> Pretty much the country's biggest fear. Pretty effective. Yeah, a lot of some transgressive kind of uh, imagery, I would think. Especially, again, parents taking their kids, watching Hantaro, and then suddenly this. <laughs> Much darker than maybe they were expecting. Very, uh, very provocative. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's like the cross upside down in the you know, American film. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think probably a little bit more, uh, a little bit more impactful. But ah, <laughs> uh, you, you never know. Might trigger some people in America. Unless it's like you show them a Union Jack flag, especially today, you just show them a Union Jack flag. It's like, oh boy. Well, there he goes. Fuck this power plant. <laughs> power plant in the background, or power plant in the foreground, Mount Fuji in the background. Maybe there's something there. I did find it interesting that the dad, uh, probably did this before, but like the dad was there and was there in one of the uh, attacks in the original. Was, uh, I think yeah. I think the the math added up as well. I kind of like that. Yeah, um, I thought that was a cool touch too. Yeah, we didn't mention it. I did kind of wish that we had seen like a, like maybe if it was in black and white, and we saw the Godzilla up there. I thought that would have been cool too to see. I was waiting for. I know we had we saw the 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 still the photograph of like from. The, the one of the first islands in the in 54 but like still that was a nice touch yeah. I, I like how the jet i told you i i mentioned before how when they show japan like in japanese productions they often show it uh horizontally and i, I like the, i like the way the country looks like in that orientation it looks so much bigger uh to me when it's horizontal versus vertical yeah, I don't know if uh forget how big it actually looks. Let me see for a second. Yeah, you, if they go back to the the control room, you'll see it. Oh, they'll probably they'll definitely show it. Not the place you want to be when you're riding a gondola. Oh, absolutely not. This is a pretty cool creature. He's kind of a he's like a knockoff version of um Argus almost. Uh, they were supposed to have two additional monsters in this movie, but they got cut because of budget. Uh, and Garrus was supposed to come back. Oh, this is another fun joke. And this other kaiju, I don't know his name. Uh, the fifth one that was supposed to be in the movie. You didn't get me in the picture. How dare you guys? Oh, and there's a direct uh, visual reference to 54. Yep, I figured. Oh, yes. Yes. Except this is bonkers. But I love the joke that breaking through the actual. They're all just taking pictures, and they're like, "Oh, monsters!" Well, let's quickly get a snapshot, and they're all just staying there taking pictures of her. <laughs> like, what are they gonna do with that picture? Oh, eh, I mean, I'm looking at like, uh, I'm sort of looking at a Japan right now on a you know 3D model of Earth. It's pretty big. Oh, it's a big country. I just think it looks even yeah. bigger. When they show it horizontally, 
You know, maybe you know, maybe only like two Japans could fit in BC. You know, I'm looking at that. <laughs> maybe it's yeah. just how big it was. I like to look at maps a lot, and Japan's a lot larger than I initially thought, like inland area. So I guess this is one of the references to 98, eh? Um, just for the, the television crew. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Whoops. I'm not sure what's. Did they touch? No, no, no. They like I think it was a weird like inserting of both copters, like in a close-up shot almost. So it looked like they touched, but they really didn't. Um, Baragon just seems so much smaller than Godzilla in this movie. Yeah. I like to see him barrel. Uh, oh, Godzilla kind of shrunk there, though. I mean, in, in relative scale to those buildings, Godzilla shrank a little bit there. Oh, they kept calling him the Red Monster. I wondered if he showed up in uh, Godzilla's singular point, but I don't think he did. No, that was supposed to be um, a, a Garrus. No, not a Garrus. I, I said that wrong. I just saw him last Anger. week as well. Angerus. There we go. Oh, what'd you see him in last week? Well, maybe not last week, but whenever we did the um, the last film. Well, last time we recorded. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, Whatever the last yeah. film was we filmed. It, just, it felt really recent. Yeah. Actually, I think it was only like maybe a week or two ago. Yeah. Inside baseball there. Uh, it was almost two weeks ago, yeah. I think. It's like two Mondays ago. I swear, Bargon has the same howl and her yelp that... Um, What's his face? The uh, the 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 steed in Revenge of the Sith has for Obi Wan when he's uh, on Utapa. He's like hunting for General oh. Grievous. If you oh, oh, yeah, something like that. That annoying thing. That annoying thing. Oh boy, save it for when we do a Sith. Sure. Oh, I can't wait for that. Mazda. <laughs> I was hoping it was a Subaru, but I guess it was a Mazda instead. Yeah, it's a nice oh, SUV. I didn't realize that logo's been around that long. I'm surprised those uh, those people didn't jack their car. <laughs> it's like, let's get out of here. There's this. This is the part where I'm a little like confused and are just. Um, g- give me an explanation. I need to hear you guys' opinion. What's what's their purpose being there? Are they just witnesses to the events? Are they the Greek choir almost or the Greek chorus? Like, what's what's their reasoning yeah. of being there? Like, they're actively going there. Usually, like some of the plots beforehand don't involve them going near there. Uh, near Godzilla, just it, it, it's happenstance. So I'm curious as to like why they're always like going in for the action, um, other than like he reporting. Yeah, she should be filming. Yeah, if she was filming it, we wouldn't yeah. question it. Well, maybe they're just standing in awe, like they can't believe what they're seeing. Because later on, we see her filming everything. I guess because they have inside information about it. So I don't want to watch. Shut up! You're here to film, so get filming. <laughs> I know that's great. <laughs> oh my god Man. yeah there's some funny bits folks have a real grandstand view of the rumble here yeah hunting <laughs> bag oh no this poor little guy he looks, looks so... kind of scared yeah <laughs> so mismatched great it's like the wrestler <laughs> his first week and he's going up against the undertaker <laughs> yep it's getting destroyed just gets completely jobbed oh rick flair was at the hotel i was at oh wow Oh, nature boy! I have no idea what he, no idea what he was doing there, but he was there. He's escaping. 
Get out of there, brother. He's climbing up the top rope. It's like a hell in the cell. He's, he's climbing up the rope. The Undertaker's distracted by something. She's a she's a woman. It's a girl, <laughs> Red Dragon. I do think that it's a funny design. Something about the ears and the mouth. It's something about it just looks a little silly. And also no neck. Yeah. That's going to work on me? Nope. <laughs> I was laughing at that earlier. Launched. A lot of just wanton death. Ow. <laughs> I feel like something hit me in the spine. Other than your tail. I landed on something metal. And they always they always give a moment to like humanize the victims right before they die. <laughs> just so you feel a little bit bad for them. Oh, my back's on fire. Like that poor guy who was filming. He didn't want to be there. Just forced to for his job. Well, that sucked. Maybe I'll try again. <laughs> you can see Yuri running. What's that helicopter? Yeah, that's a good shot. It's another good shot. Why aren't you guys getting my good side? <laughs> no, it's good. It's just what the hell are they doing? Yeah, where are they trying to run to at that point? Yeah, this is this is where I start saying, like, okay, these guys clearly have plot armor on them. Yeah, she's got like a death wish. This is going to make my fucking career. <laughs> She's not even going after it. That's the thing, eh? Like, as far at least in the English dub that I was watching, it didn't seem like any of the English lines indicated that she was going after her career or something. It's just more like out of, like, self-interest. Oh, I love this. Right, right here. It's like, they should be dead. Like, they should have died. It's so cool to see all the energy, like, pulled into his mouth before he goes. I like that, but I also got a question, like, why didn't... So if in the first time he uses it against that crowd of people, how come like, you know, the the cloud of smoke went up and how come it didn't go up here? Yeah, that that is fair. It is on a different setting. Like, I know it's to it's to drive the point home. But even still, it's like if yeah. every time he like blasts away, like he should be, you know, a, a crater and or a plot of cloud of smoke that looks like the atomic bomb was dropped should happen. And once again, right here, they they survive somehow. Like, goodness gracious me. I, I, I call like foul on that. Personally speaking, I think, uh, I don't know, I'm just, I'm just saying there's a lot of, there's a bit of uh, plot armor there, and not with this guy, though. He gets smoked. In fact, completely vaporized. Sorry, Baragon, you're out of here. You're toast. Oh my gosh, look at that. <laughs> it's, like, it's like Jason goes to hell. <laughs> oh, unfortunately, I could see that, yeah. The celebrating. Fuck that guy. Godzilla's an asshole. Yeah, they actually um, taking names. The the ridges on the back of this cut, the ridges on the back of this Godzilla suit, they were radio controlled so that they could like uh, wiggle them and, and manipulate them. Oh, cool! That's pretty cool. Godzilla one, Guardian Monsters zero. Look at all these poor victims. <laughs> Alluding to the uh, the first one, of course. Yeah, and I was, I was going to say, I don't feel like they, in so many of the sequels, they just kind of skip past that carnage because we're supposed to enjoy the the rampage. But this is the first one where they really go back to it. Of the ones we've seen so far, you're correct. We really haven't seen that where we get the hospital scene. Yeah, except for uh, uh, 84. They do that as well because, again, they're trying to That's right. fall back to some of that stuff. It's been a while since I watched 84, so you're right on that. Part I don't remember though. I thought Godzilla's not the. I guess yeah. I guess Godzilla. You're right. It's supernatural. I thought the, the with the fossils they were talking about how like the the beasts the, the three guardians were all 
uh, other spirits as well. I guess I was wrong on that. Yeah. Yeah, there's some sort of supernatural beings as well. I'm not sure exactly how that comes together. I knew that. I I didn't think Godzilla was. Uh, I didn't think Godzilla was a supernatural being. I thought they mentioned that he was uh, altered by the atomic bomb. No, or no, no, not this. Movie. No, that 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 meeting scene with uh, yeah, the meeting with her and her dad when she was kind of explaining what's happening. She said that yeah, that he's been like he's the embodiment of all the victims of the Pacific conflict. Okay, because early on, I remember them, uh, a few military people, obviously there's that one guy who's like, why is he always attacking Japan? And everybody laughed, which I assumed is a meta joke at like, why is Godzilla and <laughs> pretty much any being in Japanese fiction uh, always attacking Japan? Um, hey guys, I misplaced my giant nutsack. Have y'all seen it? <laughs> I thought it was a giant peanut, but okay. Yeah, it looks like a peanut. A peanut shell. But no, yeah, they do. They do make it explicit that yeah, he's yeah, like the embodiment of the the people that are wronged by that war. The salt. And I guess he's and I guess he's coming back to attack Japan because maybe they've forgotten about the war effort, or forgotten about their wrongs, or With, hence why the you know the, the the teenagers, of course. But they should also, I guess, maybe maybe they were subtly showing like you know adults as well. Not just teenagers, but like adults forgetting and being uh, swept up in the minutia of everyday life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thanks for clarifying that, by the way. I guess they could have almost re- like the end of this movie could have been like see, we, we see some like teenagers going to like a shrine or something like that and giving a prayer. Um, maybe adults doing that as well, but they didn't do that. <laughs> oh, by the way, I liked that bike shop joke with the Bridgestone bit. She was like, I'm with BS Digital. And the bike stop guy's like, oh, Bridgestone. And then I guess just gives, gives her the bike. Because has to do with tires. I guess it's an obvious joke, but for whatever reason, it made me, made me laugh. Yeah, she's, she's like, I, I, that's, I'll say that's, if that was product placement, that was well placed. I'll say that. <laughs> but she said, she's like, oh yeah, um, just, just um, bill it to uh, BS Digital. It's like, oh, Bridgestone, you got it. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> yeah, he just bills it to the tire company. My my hotel. It's like where'd this come from? Was across the street from Bridgestone Arena. Oh, in in Nashville. This this whole commentary is full of coincidences. Eh? <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. Next thing you know, Nature Boy's gonna be doing a cameo in his wonderful <laughs> uh, his wonderful coats. <laughs> oh, he looks like the brother, cousin, whatever from Big Trouble Little China. <laughs> this guy with the hair. Uh, uh, not, not, not. What's his name's best friend, but the other guy who hung out with him. Oh, because he wore suits and stuff. I could see that the one with like the, yeah, with like the pockmarked face. Yes, yes, and he wore suits in in Big Trouble Little China. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I can't think of any of those guys' names. It's been forever since I saw that movie. No, me neither. <laughs> oh, time to waste some military budget. Send in the planes. Do 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 on the morning. What's that weird sound I hear? On my evening stroll. <laughs> it's, man, I, Why have I heard that in another version of myself? This is getting ridiculous. I feel like I've been doing this for a long, long time. It's not really working. Wow. That's a cool shot. I don't think we've seen that before in Godzilla either. You know, actually, this feels. Uh, I think I have like a scratch on my back. You might. Thank you very much. I needed that. Oh yeah, with these like I like the close up on t- face. With these T-Rex sized hands and arms, I can't really like scratch my back anytime soon, so like 
Thanks for doing that. Real helpful. You know, she's she's probably got a, a head injury. She's maybe concussed, but yeah, she's riding a bike. But sorry, Eric, go ahead. No, 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 no. I was just like, I, for a second, I thought I was like an ET or a Stranger Things for a second. <laughs> North Face jacket. Yeah, I saw that. She always got her little camera. I liked, by the way, earlier, how she was like constantly secretly filming people and even secretly filming her dad when he was discussing his past. I was like, she's such a kind of a callous reporter that even that personal one with her dad, she had to film. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, yeah. Like maybe this was like, maybe <laughs> Japan, probably Japan, which is ahead of the curve compared to us with this whole like pirate internet news thing. Cause it's like, they're a combination of like the new Turks and, um, uh, However, the bugle, the Daily Bugle, is portrayed in the new Disney um, MCU movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they were ahead of the curve. Two thousand one is yeah, really early for that, actually. Yeah, because that was way yeah. before streaming video uh, was was normal. Yeah, or it was just becoming a thing. It's obviously pre YouTube. Whoa. I'm telling you, man. This, hopefully no one was in that house. <laughs> I'm telling you, this this destruction porn in this movie is inspired by Emmerich and, and, and company. That was a great shot. I'm telling you. Oh, but I think much better done. <sighs> and some of it I feel like is just for humor. Like we see all those things flying around this house and then suddenly the house is gone and then we immediately cut away again. Well, those Emmerich things make me laugh too. I mean... I, I can't tell if it's intentional or not. Because I feel like they have a little bit of Sam Raimi humor, a little bit in them. Uh, a little bit of stupid Michael Bay humor. I really like this score. <laughs> <laughs> this reminds me of this little town I lived in a couple of years ago. Because there's this, like, <laughs> there's this sculpture and it says, like, it says that the town is like the home of the world's largest peanut. And, and there's like a sculpture, like an honor <laughs> to it. This reminds you of that. Oh boy. <laughs> now, unfortunately, Mothra is the one that I feel like the effects really don't hold up super well for her. So some of that I, I wish would have been more practical. Wait, did we see the larva stage earlier in the movie? Yeah, we saw it once. Yeah, it was when they uh, they came out of the water and attacked the teenagers. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Jason Voorhees, forgot. Yeah, the deep blue sea uh, scene. See, there you go. That's what I mean by the horizontal Japan. Oh yeah, that looks cool. Hmm. Like I, I was, I brought it up last time that I noticed it in other Japanese movies that a lot of times they, that's the way they show their country, like in maps. And to me, it looks a lot bigger like that. Again, she's got her head injury. Now she's uh, piloting the bike with one hand. You think if she's <laughs> callous that like Godzilla would find her and just like blast her with his tongue breath, but I guess not. You disrespectful youth, you showed up to your dad's place completely wasted, and then you filmed his personal revelations about his uh my original attack. <laughs> so in some ways she is kind of How could they not write down 
the secret formula of like the secret weapon to to kill Godzilla. Because Sarazawa only he he burned all his copies and then he killed himself yeah. with the oxygen destroyer. And he That's didn't why. tell anyone what he was doing ahead of time. Yeah. And the uh, the two characters that were with him the whole time they didn't know what it was about. They didn't know like I they knew basic chemistry, but they didn't know what he was going into. So that's kind of why like you know nobody replicated the oxygen destroyer. Oh, until the the new movies when it was completely ineffectual, just used as a bit of uh, drop dialogue. <laughs> we don't talk about that. Oh, oh, it's it's a television and a portable DVD player. Yeah, that was kind of interesting. Man, this is some. Uh, these are some far out uh, pixels at the time. Yeah, and it makes me wonder if some of this is the imaging is is far out, man. Maybe they were like just a few years ahead of the curve technology wise, but hasn't released to the public. Oh, oh. okay. So they're not oh. twins. If they both have different haircuts, right? Yeah, but it's a, it's a nod to the twins. Yeah. This bit's weird. I never liked this bit. Wait, why? Yeah. This feels like King of the monsters where it's just a nod that doesn't really make sense. Like they're not really the twin. Apparently fairies. I think they're, it's just a nod. That's it. I think, it, I think it works because you either get it or you don't get it. And it's, it's, it's neither here nor there. So I, th- I think those two were credited as actual sisters, I, I think, or maybe they just share the same last oh. name. I don't know. I, th- I think it was them, maybe. Not if it was. Yeah, but again, again, it's just like in uh, King of the Monsters where it's, it's yeah, it's a nod. It's like a, a light reference. But I don't, I mean, maybe people like it just as the nod, but for me, it doesn't really add anything. And it feels like it's almost distracting. I like it. Yeah, like, I, I I think like I said, you're either a fan and you notice it, or you have no idea, and it's 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 no no harm no foul if you if you don't get it at all. Well, well, I kept waiting for them to come back. That's that's why I was distracting, is because I kept thinking, oh, oh well, are we gonna see them? Shame on you. Yeah, set up. Where's the payoff? Yeah, set up. Yeah, but I did like the classic filmmaking one one. I did like the reference to the. <laughs> it's like a monster convention. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty meta right there bud there, there's some funny stuff in this. There, there's some really clever uh, little jokes tucked in here now I don't fully get his relationship with that one female uh, officer there she's really heartbroken later on when she she's like oh no he's he's gonna he's in danger what's gonna happen to him and I was confused what their relationship was in the general's Oh, and this has nothing to do with the movie, but I was look, looking up Japanese geography like a few months ago when when I was again trying to gauge like how big is the island and everything. And Japan, you know, is an archipelago of separate islands. The north, the northernmost big island, I didn't know that this, that Russia had gained control of that island. I don't know how many years ago. So it's so crazy that Japan is Japan, but the most northern island belongs to Russia. And I actually looked, Googled oh, photos man. of that island, and it's crazy because it's occupied by people who look European, for lack of a better word. And it's it's so crazy that the rest of the archipelago is occupied by Japanese, Asian-looking people, but not the northern island. That, that I don't know. It'd be like... If you had like the, to Alaska, <laughs> yeah, it'd be like if you had like the United Kingdom, and like everyone like on the main island looked Anglo-Saxon, and then you just had these Asian people or African-looking people living on Ireland. 
Like it's something like that. Yeah, war's a war's a hell of a drug. <laughs> With the weird uh, land distribution. I guess the Sami people of Norway. Oh, oh interesting. I like that little strip of blue on the corner. Or is it purple? Blue. It looks kind of uh... visually cool. Keep it going, people. We've done this in another universe. <laughs> Keep it going. Yeah, that was J.J. Abrams' one contribution to the movie was having that blue in the foreground. <laughs> Those two? <laughs> oh, they have a lens player. Oh, the Admiral is in action. On He's got his blacks on. Yeah, I think this is a nice scene. Nice little moment. He's, he's dressed as an... He's, he's cosplaying as an Imperial Admiral. Mm-hmm. Kept thinking of that when you usually were like, yeah, these military buds, they don't really uh, wear their military garbs at all. Oh, but I like that he had that moment saying this is the first time he's gone to battle, but even though it's a soldier's duty to go to war, you don't have to relish it. It's still something that should be yeah. You know, so tree with reserve. Yeah, that's that's a great line. I love that line. So the man who's who's playing um the admiral, Yuri's dad. <gasps> was that an HMV back there? I think it was an HMV. What's an HMV? Oh wow, that's cool. Throwback for you and me. The HMV was a video store. Or a like a oh! record and blue. Okay, store. I, I remember it. Yeah, I remember that exists no, that existed in some places in North America. I mean United States. Yeah, it was all over. It was a UK company originally. If I you didn't see. know Isaac. Yeah, I didn't so okay, it makes sense. I didn't see it much in Texas, but I would see it in other states. Oh my goodness, it's a giant butterfly. Moth, I'm a moth. <laughs> Why fucker. do you always get me wrong all the time? My Just wait till you goodness. watch my original movie and I'll show you what moths oh do. Oh my gosh. Destroy cities. Um, <laughs> I used to work at like a facility housing immigrants and we used to, every now and then we'd get giant moths that would just be around and oh my God, oh it God. would freak out the immigrants when they would see these giant Freaks moths. Freaks me out. <laughs> oh, I, I saw some big ones out there. Yeah, when I lived in Alberta, there'd be ones that were as big as my two hands put together. They were gigantic. Oh, man. Yeah, they're almost like bats, they seem like at first. Yep. <laughs> Makes my what skin crawl. The hey, was that supposed to be? You just flew over top of me. If you're going to like fire or carpet bomb me, fine. But now you just like made me scratch my jaw. Congratulations. You did absolutely nothing. Well, well I briefly have to tell this story about moths. One time there was this giant one who flew into our church and this old lady hit it with her purse and killed it. Then she was like, wow, that's a beautiful moth. Look how big it is. She picked it up and put it in her purse. And I was horrified. Oh, wow. (laughs) Wow. I guess she liked it enough. Oh, my God. What is that? That's cool. That's a cool attack. Okay, so check out this model right here. Okay, well, there's there's a couple things going on in this scene. So first of all, they're in Yokohama City, which is where Godzilla and Mothra faced off in 1992. Godzilla versus Mothra. So it's kind of like a callback oh, to yeah. the same location. But this model that they just showed. Destroyed? Yeah, but this mo- this model. Uh, well, they had a we had a good shot of it when Mothra flew over Godzilla a, a little while ago. This same model was used in what Western movie? 
of of the same time period as this movie? Do y'all know? Two thousand one. Yeah. No, which uh, which movie? It was the same model set was used in Kill Bill Volume One. Oh, the airplane. Yes. Uh, scene. Yes. You're mentioning. Oh, that's cool. Oh. Yep. Tarantino used the same city model. Survives by way of plot armor. <laughs> I wish I'd show another good shot of it, though. Now, look at this. Again, these soldiers just gone. Holy They're smokes. Dead. She should have been like Toast, but no, except yeah, all these soldiers died for her instead. And we even get a moment. We even get a moment where, where someone's like, hey, my buddies were there. Like, yep. they really focus on the <laughs> the devastation of lives. This is the <laughs> best Godzilla City destruction I've ever seen. Um, from from one of the I I, I dare say just because of in scope and everything even greater than like Shin Godzilla just because there's more creativity and shots and everything yeah and in Shin Godzilla there's almost like a distance because it's so focused on the government like they really spend the time to focus on the ground level people who are affected by the, the devastation I feel like this is the best city uh Godzilla destruction, whatever, up until like the modern Godzilla versus Kong. Oh, here we go. The big boy. Did somebody call in a three headed monster? <laughs> <laughs> I wish you would have said that. And the cartoon dialogue, just like in the last one. Little chap bubbles. Oh wait. She's kinda like she's also kinda like the character in in the modern Godzilla versus Kong. Because remember he does like a conspiracy podcast? And that's why he's oh, like yes. going after the Godzilla stuff. She, I was going to she's a combination of the black guy and Millie Bobby Brown from uh, that's who Yuri is. And and just like them, you're like, no, it's the other way around. They took her and split them. Well, into two right, people. right. But <laughs> the same thing. Like, why? Is she, why? Why is Millie Bobby Brown like getting involved like in all the stuff that's going on in that movie? That's what Yuri's doing. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about that. And she's like the daughter. Of someone prominent. See that guy standing back there, man. He's an attractive looking man. It's not about him. Just I can see that. So, what uh you were saying before, Eric? Uh, where's uh, Yuri's dad? There, where's where's this bud from? Oh yeah, so Yuri's dad. He was not known as an actor. Like prior to getting cast oh. in this movie, um, an athlete. <laughs> nope. He was most notably known as a musician prior to this. Uh, he was in a oh. famous band in the 1970s in Japan called Downtown Boogie Woogie. That's the name of the band. That's awesome. Uh, definitely look that up later. That's great. And you should watch him performing in all his re- 70s regalia. It's pretty impressive. Um, it's oh, kind of cool. like some funk. funk. <laughs> I love that. Funkadelic. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's a pretty funky kind of music, but Japanese. What instruments did he perform or play? <sighs> I think he played the guitar and sang, but don't quote me on that. Um, oh, and then the director, the reason he chose him to play the part was because yeah. he wanted someone who did not visually look like the tropey military type. So he considered mm. it like subverting expectations to cast someone who nope. did not look like he was in the military. Not falling for that twice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can see that he's got like a softer look. Like they usually go with really hard, kind of featured military men. He's also got like a crazy goatee. He looks like he could be an yeah. extra from Enter the Dragon, to be honest. 
or a or a Japanese version of the master. That too. I think normal hip toss because his glasses and everything it makes it seem like he's from the late seventies uh, rather than yeah rather than uh, two thousand one holdover man from a different decade. God, I love the. It's like he almost energizes like the Eat that like something in the air vaporizes the air almost eh? Yeah, it's super cool. I love that in these movies, the Millennium Era. Have that. I I think this is this is the best Godzilla I've ever seen post Showa. This is this is yeah. Oh okay 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 pre Shen post Showa. <laughs> I think this is by far the greatest Godzilla movie I've ever seen. You mean pre Rewa? Excuse me. Sure, pre Rewa. Yeah, or Roa, I don't know. And I really like the Return of Godzilla. I really do think that's a great movie. Uh, but there, there is a lot going for this one that, yeah, I feel like makes it stand out more. God, this is this is really really good. <laughs> it is so much better than so many other titles. It's almost like the Golden Eye or something. <laughs> of, of like, yes, that's a very good comparison. <laughs> yeah. Because it's so crazy, you watch everything around it, and it feels so by the numbers, and kind of, even the way that they just film stuff, feels like, oh, we've done this before, you know, we've all seen this before, but they really try to do something different with this one, and yeah, it definitely makes it stand out. And Godzilla 84 would have been like the Timothy Dalton era, um, <laughs> but but then this one is is like GoldenEye, like, holy shit, like, and, and actually the effects almost, almost seem up to the same level as GoldenEye because GoldenEye had a bunch of models but it also had some like archaic CGI in it. Mm-hmm. Destroyed. But it's kind of kind of a serious movie with I mean, I don't mean serious because obviously there's the humor, but I mean serious movie as in this, like we're this is not a B movie. Like we're trying to make an A movie here. Yeah. Yeah, even the way that they film it looks different than some of the generic ones where it feels like like maybe they're just bringing in like studio cinematographers like people who you know just kind of paint by the numbers work in that regard like uh godzilla against mechagodzilla yeah there's like authorship on this movie yeah oh my god and that's that's what was so great about the uh wow that's a fantastic shot really really good it's amazing <laughs> this is like yeah this is godzilla porn um like it just it feels like it's super fan pleasing, even though they fuck with all the lore. Oh, <laughs> oh but that's what made the uh, '90s Gamera movies. Like you watch them, and then you compare them against the '90s Godzilla movies, and it's like it's like a whole other level of just kaiju filmmaking. And that's why it's so cool they brought him over to make this because I guess they're like, wow, he was doing so much better than we were. Oh my god! <laughs> oh no, Mothra! Oh my god, he looked like Tyrell getting vaporized in Wrath of Khan. Spoilers. Oh, <laughs> oh, which, by the way, uh, we haven't seen Mothra almost at all during this whole journey that we've done so far. But I love Mothra. We saw her uh, like... Freak. Yeah, the first one. I think. The very first one. Oh yeah, I guess that, but there was another one that we also saw her in. Um, I think it might have... Well, I guess technically Earth. Yeah, but we never really saw her. No, that's true. She never really was there. And that's what's interesting about uh, Ghidorah the Three-Headed Monster, the first one we did. We only ever see the larva form 
That's right. We see. So yeah, we've never actually seen God uh, Mothra in proper form until this movie, I think. Now this isn't a great shot CG wise. It looks weak, but I think the music helps it feel more epic. I'm Golden Dragon Ghidorah. Okay. <laughs> you think he would have like grown more heads? Because then they say he like had eight heads or something. <laughs> Wait till you see my final form, which will be in Earth, <laughs> where you'll only see three of my heads, and that's it. Oh boy! Because I <laughs> broke a certain computer program oh. anyway. Hey, look, curved beam. I love the way the beam bends. Yeah, I think that's super cool. Hey, remember, remember bent beam? Yeah. Huh? 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 Okay. Anyway. Oh, I remember. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What? That usually happens. What? Usually that works. Oh, it's almost like a fisheye lens there. Why would they use a fisheye lens? That's interesting. Oh my goodness! I can't believe you just sent my attack right back at me. I love that. The shot of him just flying backwards. <laughs> So it's I like, will oh, state fuck. that even though like you guys have absolute praise for this film, I would not put this film above Godzilla 84. That that film fair. I think had a lot more going for it. Um, and really was trying to like, I, I think if you didn't have Godzilla 84, you wouldn't have this film. Wow. <sighs> well, That's my, my perspective. It's hard to say. That's fair. Yeah. Cause either way, the franchise, when they made that movie, they already knew that they were going to, they were like, okay, we're we're restarting this this train. So yeah, I mean th- that movie definitely brought things back at the time, but this one is just so incredibly ambitious. And to be fair, I don't actually think that Return of Godzilla had that much of an influence because almost immediately they were like, okay, whatever we did here, that's not the direction that we actually want to take for the Hayseer. We're going to go in a completely oh, new yeah. direction starting in the that's- next film. That's why I called it the Timothy Dalton. So unfortunately, it's not the, yeah. Well, fair enough. Unfortunately, it didn't have the impact. Maybe it should have had. But I see what you mean. But hopefully, we'll get to some of that Hayley stuff eventually. <laughs> hopefully. So y'all, y'all did that one already, uh, in your viewing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's the second one that we got. But we're gonna redo it. We're gonna do uh, the American version. Oh. So it's in the it's in the randomizer, and one day we'll get to that. I don't know what version I watched. Probably the Japanese one. That's the one that's readily available. The American one's only available on. Did it have Perry Mason in it? It is not readily available, by the way. I had to I had to get my copy from Norway or somewhere, or Denmark. My goodness! Oh, that's that's right. I I forgot that I got it before it went out of print again. Or is it? Or is it still in print? Let me see. That one and Bialante were were pretty hard to get. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Mm. Well, I got him, but <laughs> it wasn't easy. Well, just like I don't even know what you would call this kind of match—an underwater, like no, no rules match. <laughs> By the way, I love this. <laughs> of course, I love this. Satsuma. Wait, doesn't Satsuma mean something else in English? Yeah, like an orange. It means something. Yeah, I don't remember. Orange. That's it. That's yeah, it. Oh yeah, David Tennant. Satsuma. Oh, I just think of the Mighty Boosh. I think of Satsumas. But <laughs> oh, I haven't seen much of that. Although, I did watch that one episode about Bailey's, and I was drunk at the time, and I could not stop go. impersonating him Like <laughs> when I saw that. I'm old Greg. <laughs> I've got a mangina. <laughs> 
but again, um, I wish I wish that we had one more scene in, in the in between with their kind of relationship because I do think that they have a good relationship, her and her dad. But I feel like this scene would be a little bit more impactful if we had one more kind of uh, just between them scene. I, I second your notion. I think these two really did need another scene together. Tie them into each other. There's a little cameo by Jackie Chan. Oh, come on. <laughs> that doesn't even look like Jackie Chan. No, I don't see it. That's <laughs> uh, before his before his facelift. Oh, boy. Would have been interesting if somehow she knew a bunch of other people who were delinquents. Like there's almost a separation mm. between her and the dad where she was very much more delinquent inducing. And so well, she like she was almost responsible for bringing the monsters together or she was she's part of the group that brought these like guardians together or something like that. And Godzilla is like the one that's, you know, well, co- going again, uh, getting revenge against, uh, you know, the, the, these like <laughs> peoples. Maybe I'm going too far on that. I think that that is there. They just didn't quite develop it enough. Like, like remember, or it's very subtle about it. Yeah. Like the place where that first idol gets destroyed. They were there. They were in that same place. They were, and they were disrespecting it by throwing the rock and pretending. There you go. Natural thing, but it's just, it's not quite there enough to really. That's fair. The sidekick with glasses kind of reminds me of the sidekick with glasses in Jurassic world two. Um, and briefly Jurassic World 3. Oh boy. Um, which, since we're having a night of coincidences, the actor from the Jurassic World movies, he's actually the protagonist in the get down, except he's like super cool Afro oh. 70s in the get down, and they transformed him into nerd for Jurassic World. And it's it's crazy because he's like Oh man. I always thought that was Jaden Smith. No. No. No, okay, that was worse than my Jackie Chan reference. <laughs> yeah, and for you, Isaac, we'll see him soon in Detective Pikachu. He's the lead. Oh yes, yeah, yes, um, that's the same guy. Yeah, I knew that's that's where I knew him from. I was like, oh, okay, that's the same guy. Because when when the trailers came up, I was just like, I know who that is. He is totally different in the Get Down. Like, just plays a completely different character. Guy from Jurassic House. Oh, I love that model. I think this stuff is good with the dad going off on his own. That reminds me of the Red Dwarf model. Oh, wow. I could completely see that. Yep. What was it called? The butt? What the heck was that thing called? Um, oh. In Red. Starbug? I, I, oh, what is that thing called? Hmm. Oh, look at that. Oh, damn it. Oh, you got it. Starbug. There we go. <laughs> good job. Yeah, there's like a whole Looks season. just like it. Yeah, look very similar. <laughs> oh my god, I was in the Second Life like for one hot year of my life, um, and I remember somebody made like a model of the Starbug, and I was like so impressed by it. Uh, in Second Life, oh, that's cool. Uh, it's it's pretty. Uh, you can't use that word as a pejorative anymore, but it's pretty that pejorative word <laughs> that you can't say anymore. In that context, oh, now I'm lost. Uh, it, the well, it's what we used to call back in the day, gay. Gay. Oh, that's a weird shot right there with her like semi falling. I was like, oh, that no. was like that was like out of vertigo. <laughs> Absolute plot armor right here, like the bridge collapses. I know they're on the other side. Obviously, they're in the observation deck, but like, I 
I, 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 I. Oh, okay. Oh my God. Oh my God. Can I just say I was, this is the same, almost the same year. No, it's, it's, it's a year off, but I was really hoping that like, I, I guess somebody could do this, but like, I wish Spider-Man just showed up out of nowhere and saved. Him. I was about to say, this is like inspiration for um, Mary Jane when she was dangling yep. in spoiler. I don't want to say anymore in which particular movie. That's 20 years old. It's fine. Oh, no, it's not 20 years old. <laughs> three particular movies. It's not even one year old. Oh, well, I don't talk about those films. I'm talking about the Sam Raimi films here, which is around the same time as these. So, oh, just... my God. Yeah, but we're not talking about that. No shade to the Sam Raimi's and, and the Mark Webb. But the one the version that happened in in Disney in Disney, whatever disney sony um that one made me cry oh boy happy tears or melancholy not melancholy um mixed emotion tears i read the script oh man god i love the i love the scales on kitara they're just so cool Uh now i found an opening well eat that definitely well it's a much better suit than the the suit that was failing in Geigen, except that it's the heads are shorter or, or mm. it's not just that the heads or the necks are shorter, but the creature overall is just not humongous. And I guess the director did it on yeah. purpose. He wanted like the three heroes or whatever you want to call them. He wanted them all to mm. seem yeah, smaller um, dwarfish. Yeah. Compared to Godzilla. Yeah, more diminutive. Yeah. Yeah, and they really do build up Godzilla as just like a complete beast. Yeah, it's almost like a like a chibi Ghidorah. <laughs> well, you could say that. I mean, because he was humongous, like you know, previously. Yeah, golly. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Oh no! MacGuffin! Holy Wait, crap! The coincidences. That's that the the stone the stone Gina. Yeah. Oh no! They've even got the dad in the little his little grips. He's gonna crush him. Oh my god. Whatever shall we do? Ghidra to save the day. Oh it's fate. Oh my god. No fate will we make for yourself. Where's John Connor? Oh my gosh, they both fell. Uh, I just gotta blast out some air. That's why would you do that? You need to breathe air. <laughs> it was the gasp of life. There you go. Hey, they broke the surface tension. This is awesome. Finally saw That's like, true. My, That's true. One of my favorite uh, physics effects like brought to life. Always swimming. See that again in the finale of Avatar. (laughs) I sense some humans. I can't wait to destroy them. I sense a third. uh, What is it called? I I, I sense a a third one. Ironically, it was the. It looked like snow. Funny enough, air in the ocean that saved them versus the air in the ocean that killed the original Godzilla. Oh, there you go. There you go. Indeed. There's the Starbug. Yeah, I gotta say those models are really cool. It's like a. It's like a weird spin-off version of a Super X. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Oh, but there's some excellent model work. Just like mini versions of it instead. Some really good stuff. Even that shot right there looked good. Yeah, this is like this is like the Void. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Void circa 2001. Let's go. It's my third. Uh, I got three heads, so that means I got three wins. Let's go. See Godzilla every time, like, so many times. I was watching behind the and scenes. And it's so on. disappointing. Oh. Uh, you go ahead. go ahead. No, no, because I'm not even talking about Godzilla. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say it's disappointing when you see a movie like this where they really did 
like pulled all the tricks to make the effects work. And then you think about how people misuse CGI now and it doesn't look convincing at all. Oh my gosh. And effects in general. It's like you could do it if you just tr- if you put the effort in to make it look like it's there. Oh my god. I'm so kid, did you see Bridge of Spies before? The Spielberg film? No, I missed I didn't I skipped that one. Oh, there's this one scene that involves a a spy plane and it, it gets shot down. It's pretty dramatic. And me and Sean just recorded that recently. And Sean was like, that was an amazing scene. Like when the plane got shot down. Oh, interesting. And I was like, oh, no, no. I was like, oh, no, no, sir. I am sorry. That was Spielberg using lazy CGI. I, I can't deal with it. I can't. Like completely mm. takes me out of the movie. Like it seemed like it, like they just inserted like a cartoon sequence. Like in the middle of that serious mm. movie because of the CGI that you're talking about. And it, I hate that somebody like Spielberg, I feel like he just farms out the CG and he doesn't even care. Like he just worries yeah. about the actual camera work or something. Yeah, he doesn't care. Oh, God, I was like, I'm sorry, Sean. He's not like Christopher Nolan or Villeneuve wow. who like pays super attention. That was a great explosion. It was a great explosion because it went around Godzilla in a way where it still looked like he was there. Again, they really make the effects work. Oh, yeah. Even though that these are really limited effects in a lot of ways, they still just try their best to make it work. Yeah, it's like it's like old. Yeah, these would have been what we were used to, like circa eighty nine, ninety one, like in in typical Western blockbusters of that time. I love the like the spirits of the the three guardians having their moment. Remember us, Godzilla? I thought I killed you already. Yeah, you fucking killed us. <laughs> yeah, and I'm proud of it. See what happens when you <laughs> Yeah, that's what he's doing. No, I think this is I actually think this is a this is a good Godzilla costume model, whatever you want to call it. We're gonna weigh you down back into the ocean with you. Yeah, that was interesting. What is this? Is it the spirits like filling his form as well? I was confused exactly what that climax was. Kind of dragging them down to dragging him down to like because they know like his he has a like exposed part of his body. So they're like, yeah, we're going to mm. just fill it in basically because they can sense like, you know, the humans are there and they have a te- piece of technology that might be able to beat him. So. I, I feel, again, I feel like Man, you are way too close. Oh, he's trying to get close. He's going in there now. Sometimes you got to take the deep dive and go balls deep or. Yeah, go uh, the invisible know. enemy deep. Uh, 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 uh. Gulp. It's almost fantastic voyage. Uh, not so much. <laughs> I like the he lifts up his head for a swallow. Yeah. How are you breathing in there? <laughs> He does have oxygen in there. You talking about Godzilla? Or are you talking about the Admiral? There, there's that woman that she has. She she's tearing up there. Yeah, she's hurt. The general. Were they dating secretly? We didn't know. You know, actually, she was prepping some onions. Um. <laughs> hey, who left this bowl of onions here? She's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you know, I got to start making my meal for tonight. You know, I am a housewife after all, and a military. Uh, I got a meal prep. <laughs> Just because I'm in the military doesn't mean I, you know, we have cooks to, you know, feed us. Now, this is cool. Oh, my God. What is happening? It's like the 11th Doctor. I thought this was a really cool moment. Amy? 
But wait, shouldn't that mean he's on something? Like he's on a certain like drug or hallucinogenic to be able to see his daughter? Or this is one of those typical like tropes they use in Japan where it's just like, oh yeah, the last person will see. He's facing his death. He doesn't think he's going to make it. Like he's not even, not even conscious at that point. Yes. Yeah, that's fair. It's the 11th so, Doctor's regeneration. It was like a vision. It's a dream. Oh boy. She was just, she was there just enough for him to look at her. She's looking real fine there. Oh my gosh. I'm freaked out. She's looking wet. Now what? Oh no. <laughs> well, because yeah, she's in the water. This reminds me of when they got out of the the bird of prey in the end of Voyage Home. <laughs> a lot of Star Trek. Look at him. It's like, what the I can't fuck? help it. What's down there? I just know that. I know that stuff too much. To you. You were the Holy one that. Shit. Oh, my what God. The, hey, was that? That hurt. Oh, that my God. Really hurt. Ow. Good, I mean, it's like reaching for it. I feel like I knew air holes come in there. My father's a chest burster. Well, sort of more like a throat <laughs> burster. Is, well, it was a, a, a callback to was that movie called uh, The Core? That's some good facial effects there. Yeah, the core that that pretty awful film was Hillary Swank in that. But I love this. He's so hateful. Yeah, Hillary Swank and Aaron Eckhart and yeah, whoever else. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he's so hateful. He sees them and he's just like, I gotta fucking kill these two. Oh, that's gotta hurt. Wait, I that's forgot. Not, this is how he dies. That's not how Ultraman did it. It usually came from his elbow, not his throat. <laughs> like really, he could have just Ow. left these two alone. But he just can't help himself. He's like, they all have well, to die. <laughs> I feel like he knows that she's one of the originators of how this whole thing started. So he's like, I gotta finish it. Oh no! No, I think, I think this Godzilla in particular just genuinely hates humanity. Yeah, he wants to destroy all of them. Like, yeah, he is one of the hardest Godzillas to kill, by the way. Yeah. But I was rooting for him the whole time. <laughs> oh no! They should have called this movie. Oh wow. They should have called this movie, like I said, like destroy all monsters, like destroy all humans. That would have been a good title. Like, there's no way. Yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> there's no way I'm gonna like, you know, I'll I'll root for Mothra, but I ain't gonna root for Ghidorah. What are you talking about? But this is the one time Ghidorah's like a good guy. Yeah, the one time, of course. Yeah, it really is the one time. What have you done to God. me? He's like, no, not like the mob boss and live and let die. Ah. What did you do to me? He's evil. He. I swear I will come for all your children and your descendants and I will find you and burn them all to a crisp. See, it's just like Rise of Skywalker when, when he saw Han Solo. Oh. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, by the way, I do really appreciate them. There's the reference. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I do appreciate them really bringing back the, the horror of Godzilla. Because for so long in the Heisei and Showa era, he'd been turned to like this kind of child's hero. Even the designs tend to be more friendly. Yeah. So I like sure. that. Even if I don't love this design, I like how they really amped up how dark he is. Again, similar to 84. Yep. Yep. See, they. What's his name? Uh, Manila? oh yeah manila so what they should have done is the sequel to this movie should have had like demon manila was like revenge <laughs> like oh, it would have been like the sequel to friday the 13th he was like having like come came back for revenge for his father 
and he had like the clear white eyes and Manila just went around yeah. like devastating everything. So Manila, we've done it. We succeeded. We finally killed Godzilla. It's uh, it's finally over and the city city is devastated. We've probably lost half our, no, 90% of our military, uh, but we won the day. <laughs> Not even a prayer yeah. for all those who were lost. Quite sad. This def this one definitely had a huge body count. All in a good days of work. Oh yeah, I uh, yeah. Earlier the news said, "Oh, Godzilla has killed hundreds of civilians." Oh, these onions! I was like, "Really, hundreds?" I'm gonna enjoy these onions. Yeah, <laughs> fry this guy. Onions. He's like in love with his hair straightener he got for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Might be straight. You don't know. It could, I don't know if it's a wig or not. But I do wonder if that digital Q. I, I wonder if that's a reference to Ultra Q. I wish there yeah. was a commentary for this stuff. Like, there's no special features whatsoever for this this era, Millennium era, or the uh, a lot of the Heisei stuff. <laughs> I really wish I could get some behind the scenes stuff. Oh my god! You can order T-shirts and stickers that say that have the logo BS Digital Q. <laughs> Hey, that's cool. In real life? Yes, it's the first thing that comes up if you Google it. Oh, that's funny. That's amazing. Oh, I missed this bit. But the old man disappearing from the tape. Yep. So even he was a spirit. Mm-hmm. Turns out he was. Oh, how'd I miss that bit? Hmm. Kind of like the... He's almost like the guy in the beginning of Shin Godzilla. Maybe I was writing some notes at the time. Guy at the beginning of Shin. Hmm. Uh, you know, the guy who initiates the entire plot, where he, like, dumps all that military... Well, not dumps all that military, but he, like, commits suicide, and they find his boat vessel beneath where all that toxic waste is. Oh, interesting. Kind of where Godzilla first forms. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen that one. May, who, maybe we'll get it tonight. Who knows? Oh, yeah, you never know. That's, that's interesting. Hmm. Yeah, and this bit here almost feels like that little... Uh... Oh, I love this. They salute with their music really amping up. I think that's just great. Oh, you're not a military guy. <laughs> I think it's just the music and me liking both these characters. And it's more of an honor thing. Hey, wait a minute. Yeah, no. So what did what did what is it that these guys did that made the military work for you rather than, you know, what Michael Bay does? Well, like I said, I, I feel like a, a lot of like my complaint with Godzilla 2014 is we get this super bland character that there's almost nothing to him at all, but you're supposed to care because he's this military figure and he's moving around trying to do good, generically trying to do good. And I feel like there's nothing to that. But the dad having this past experience with the... Oh, I love this, by the way. Oh. All the little fishies. And the, the theme you actually kicks in. can't kill... Me. What are we looking at? Yet. We finally hear the original theme. What is that? Yeah. Is it the oh, heart? That's his heart. Oh, that's wow. his tumorous. And now they're playing the original Godzilla theme right now. So great. <laughs> oh, so now, now I know where they got the name for B BS Digital Q. Oh, interesting. What do you got? So BS Digital Q is an, Battlestar is an allusion <laughs> to KS Digital Q, which is a loudspeaker manufacturer. Oh, I see. Oh, but but for you, Isaac. Yeah, this is a military character who, again, he's not like someone who loves destruction like uh, Kilgore 
<laughs> in uh, Apocalypse Now. He's someone who <laughs> who believes in this, the the service he's doing, and he's really trying to, you know, he's trying to honor his his cause to kind of help the people of the city. He's not just some generic guy just going along, and the only only reason we're supposed to like him is because he's a military guy. Are you saying like because he has patriotism and loyalty to his country, or? Oh, I was saying, um, I like that he's you know, he seems like a man of honor, and he's got his his familial connection. Obviously, he wants to protect his daughter with his military role and also just protecting like his city and his people. He's not just a generic kind of individual trying to get back to his family like in Godzilla 2014 or treated as like a, like even though in the Michael Bay movies, the military seem like kind of morally nebulous. Like, like even though in that first one, like a lot of the military guys seem like weird, almost racist assholes. It's like, oh, you're supposed to, you're still supposed to like them because they're the military. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, remember there was that one Spanish guy, and they kept ra- telling him like every time he'd speak Spanish, they're like, hey, Ooh. we told you, speak English, speak English. And that was weird, especially when we get to some of the later Michael Bay stuff. It's like these guys, I don't think that they're good guys, but they're portrayed as good guys just uh, because they're military guys. I thought they were good, like in the first two or so. First two or three. Well, Nest and Josh Dunham's character. Well, again, there's like the weird, the Transformers helping in the Middle East conflicts, which feels maybe like it's getting a little bit in the weeds. So, yeah, but th- I, I I take that as like some kind kind of weird, um, like Watchmen type situation, um, that they start helping America like fight its wars or whatever. Yeah, but it's not portrayed as bad necessarily. It's portrayed as just kind of like. Again, like I said, like a noble good, like, yeah, the Transformers are there. Of course, they'd help with the military kind of uh, uh, choices of the U.S. Like, there's something weird about that, but I feel like they wouldn't, but that's just me. <laughs> well, that's kind of getting off topic. And I like the military guy in Godzilla 14. Well, we'll, we'll discuss him. I, I feel like he's super generic. I mean, no, he is a bit generic, but again, he's not an admiral or a general or anything like that. He's just boots on the ground. He's just literally like a regular guy. Yeah. Yeah, but I feel like I feel like the only thing that he has is like this family that we almost never see him with and the fact that he's a military guy. We're just supposed to kind of it's almost like when you have a kid as your lead, you're supposed to be have like an automatic in. I feel like some filmmakers think that just having someone in the military is an automatic in for a character. I always wanted him to come back in one of the sequels. I agree to develop his character more. Oh, but uh, I guess. It'll just be a cool callback. I guess should we go to uh, final thoughts for this one? Starting with you, uh, Eric. Well, I already said my piece on this movie. Yeah, I, I think it's it's by far the greatest Godzilla film. Uh, like post Kong versus Godzilla, pre Shin. Like I've I've never seen another Godzilla movie that was this good all the way around. Um, it was. It was amazing. This is like this is I don't know. It's it's up. It is right at the top of the list of the greatest Godzilla movies I've ever seen. Especially if you limit the list to Japanese productions, it's way at the top of the list. Like not not in the one spot, but like I don't know. It's in the top three, probably for me of Japanese production Godzilla movies that I've seen. Yeah, and I, I was going to say, it definitely makes the top five. I've always thought that this one 
felt super unique, especially in the run of very generic Godzilla movies. This one feels like an absolute kind of oddity, uh, but a great oddity. And I always enjoy going back to it. So yeah, I was very happy to get this one. How about for you, Isaac? Well, I feel like uh, this film, I won't say let me down, but I feel like there was a lot of things they could have done with this film and they didn't go up to 11 with it. They didn't fully grasp uh, and, and get me with it. I think had they gone with a little more of like, you know, a social commentary with like, you know, the youth of, of that day of the 2000s or of the people of Japan losing their way. I think I probably would have enjoyed it a little more. Obviously the technical side of you guys are probably right. Um, that there was a lot of good, uh, good effects there. Probably some of the best work they've seen. I, I think some of the other costumes we've seen before were also probably better than this one, but that's just yeah, me. I agree. Um, so I don't share your guys's enthusiasm uh, with it. It's a very well-made film. I'm not going to deny that. And uh, respect to all those who did work on it. I hope you guys were compensated well and uh, people admired your work on this film, but I uh, would probably go back to it. Maybe, maybe I need to keep watching this film to get to that point with you guys, but I, I still think that there's some other films that probably did uh, it, Japanese films of, of Godzilla, excuse me, not just American ones, but Japanese films that did a much better job with um, either their story or their action. And I find that this one was, yeah, it just didn't uh, get me like you guys did. So other than that, yeah, I would, I would highly recommend people watch it. But other than that, yeah, no, I'll uh, kind of a light feeling it. I had some post-post thoughts <laughs> that just occurred right now. That's totally fine. Go ahead. Because you were, you know, you were talking about how you wish they played more into the, um, like the bad youth or whatever, the disrespectful new generation or whatever. And this movie, it, in a weird... Okay, so it kind of reminds me of the animated trilogy in a way. Hmm. So in the animated trilogy, you know, the big thing, it was they're like kind of going the Gaia route, you know? Kind of like what they do in Final Fantasy, where it's more the environmental angle and Godzilla is returning to like set nature right again because of like humans' pollution and taking advantage of the planet, whatever. It's almost like that, except it's not really that in this movie. It's because it's not necessarily about the environment or or the nature, but it's just about the sins of humankind. And Godzilla is like the weird Grim Reaper who is cut, like punishing Japan for for its sins, like it's its moral sins as opposed to its environmental sins. Mm. So I just think that's like a weird, interesting take. It's it's almost like in a religious sense, uh, yeah. versus a, a nature sense, which is just, just I think kind of like a unique spin on things. Yeah, and I feel like maybe I'm missing some of the cultural context, but it almost feels like this movie is making a comment of we as a society in Japan have not fully dealt with the impact of what our role was in the Pacific conflict and how we how that impacts our country. Like, I feel like that's in there and that's kind of what this kind of embodiment of rage is meant to be like almost challenging you. Like, yes, I believe so. Because in the traditional Godzilla movie themes, it was all about, which is like a lot of anime. It's all about the trauma that the people, that people um, 
went through because of World War II and the atomic stuff. Obviously, Nagasaki and Hiroshima. Mm-hmm. But see, it was it was like usually Godzilla is about the pain that that they went through and the trauma. Whereas this, like you said, is that is like a different focus. It's actually acknowledging, well, you're not just the victim; you were like the perpetrator in that situation. Mm-hmm. And I I think that's that is all really unique because that's not usually the way it goes. Yeah, very yeah, very unique take. And I, I appreciate that. That's again, I appreciate the the Millennium Era was willing to take more risks, um, and I think this is one of the ones that really paid off for it. Um, and for you, Isaac, I do feel like maybe some of that commentary is there. It's just maybe not as fleshed out as it could have been, because I again, I feel like even our lead is kind of a comment on maybe a disrespectful youth, uh, but maybe in terms of our cultural context, it doesn't come across as strong. Yeah, like that scene of her coming home drunk to her dad. I feel like maybe for for Japanese people that scene would have more of an imp- more of an impact, whereas us that just seems pretty normal. <laughs> so, well, I was actually expecting there to be more like like him having a talk with her about it, and they just like ah, it's nothing, it's no biggie. At the, by by the next day, I'm like, I was pretty shocked by that. I thought that he would feel, especially you know, Japanese people are very like you know respectful, or at least they, there's a lot of like. Uh, honor. There's an honor system there, so I, mm-hmm. I was just surprised. Like, because I, I remember when he bowed to the uh, the friend there, and I thought he was going to have like a talk with her, but I, that didn't happen unless it happened off screen. This this movie, this this story seems oddly, um, it seems oddly Christian influenced to me. Um, oh my! It, it oddly seems like perhaps the most Christian themed Godzilla movie I've ever seen, um, because this whole thing about the youth and forgetting about the past. And like, it's, it's almost like, I mean, they, they don't, they don't fully flesh it out as you said, but it's almost like this weird Sodom and Gomorrah thing, uh, like an allusion to that. And Godzilla coming is almost like the flood, the great, the, the big flood with Noah and all that stuff. Um, and, and I think, the the ultimate climax taking place in and around the water is deliberate. Very Western Christian illusion in, in media. Um, except in this, even though Godzilla is like the embodiment of the biblical flood, it's actually the water um, that still like cleanses and um, mm. um, it actually... <laughs> saves the day ultimately um and and everyone knows that's like such a common western trope of like rebirth and renewal so like with the happy it, i i feel it was very intentional that the ultimate showdown went down in the water and there was all that water stuff i i feel like that that had to be deliberate by the director or the writer or somebody um I don't think any of that was accidental. I, I just feel like there's weirdly a lot of Christian themes in this movie for some reason. Oh, that's interesting. Did not think of that. Good angle. Not seen that. Yeah, it's probably just subtlety. That's that's all I could say. Maybe it was all subtle and I'm demanding too much. Um, no, still a good film. Now, on to the uh, other thing. Yes, on to the randomizer. Yeah, I've got the the program running as we speak, and let's see what we get. 
Working. Super X. Working. Super X. Oh wow. Yeah, this is this is a very interesting one. Aren't they you say that every time? Uh but this is this is one that came up tonight. Uh I think once or twice at least. Aha, I knew it. I knew it. I, I knew that was gonna happen, wasn't it? Where they were just like every time, every time we do it, we're always just like, Wait, is it gonna be this one next? Is it gonna be this one next? We don't do that, but like every time something happens where we like mention it and then like somehow the algorithm like <laughs> hears it and is just like, ah, let's put it in there instead. Is it Frankenstein? What is it? <laughs> we are continuing to skip over the Heisei era. It seems like this randomizer has an extreme bias against that period. It eludes us once again. But for a second time, we're going to the MonsterVerse era with Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Oh. Well, I forgot that was called the MonsterVerse. Well, shall we go back to 2019 and shall we witness the King of the Monsters? Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. Hmm. I flat out love all the quote unquote MonsterVerse movies. Uh, so I'm, I'm all in. Hey, rock time. and roll, rock and roll. Yeah, this one. Well, I guess we'll save it for. But I will mention this in our first uh, episode of this this series for our little bonus at the end. Me and Isaac did a little spoiler discussion of uh, that movie because it had just been released when we started this series, maybe a week or two before we started. I remember that. So, so that's kind of fun that we're finally arriving to this. I remember that. Yeah, four years later now. Holy smokes. Yeah, that's crazy. Or three years later, maybe. <laughs> oh, it, it's ridiculous to me that 2014 was eight years ago. That is just ridiculous. Oh, I know. I have no idea what we're going to talk about for 2014 now. It's like, oh, yeah, just wait, save it. To the, oh, wait, we can't because that's it's already to come out. Which ones have y'all done from the monster? I, I know you obviously Skull Island, but that's it. Yeah, that's another one. Yeah, just oh, that one. cool. That's cool. This is the second one. Oh, so yeah, that's exciting. I'm, I'm definitely curious to talk about that. Oh, but thanks again, guys, for, for coming along for this this journey. I was really excited for this conversation, and uh, I'm definitely curious to see how that next one's going to go. Definitely curious to go back to that one. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. Oh, but any final words for you, Isaac? Always, uh, always reduce, reuse, recycle... And, you know, be altruistic out of self-interest, I guess. Yeah. Don't think of objectivism. Down with objectivism. Don't even, don't you believe it. Till next time. Yeah, because Godzilla will get you if you don't. Yeah, peace. Peace.